greetings, greetings, greetings on this St. Valentine's week and welcome to episode 16 of Let Hope Arise and I think this is going to be a really good uh, podcast. What do you think? <laughs> I think they're always good. I think we are honest, transparent. We don't know everything. We don't pretend to know everything. But what we do share is what God gives us each week, week by week. And I know that that will find a place in your heart. So I'm absolutely yeah. confident of that. So enjoy this. Uh, Hannah goes off on one today in a good way. And, totally um, off on one. And we're going to call this one episode 16. What's love got to do with it? What's love got to do, got to do with Hoping it? Hoping there's uh. no copyright infringement there. Sorry. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and I think we say at some point during this, listen, what we're sharing at the minute is is the nub of our walk, our salvation, our it's everything. And we've become so preoccupied with all the peripheries, the externals, that we've we, we I think I say we've we've spent so much time doing, we've forgotten forgotten what it is to be. And so let this resonate, let it awaken whatever yes. needs to awaken in you yes, as you Jesus. discover that you are loved, God is for you. Yes. Um, he, Let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Absolutely. All he wants us to do is to mirror him because yes. actually that's who we are. That's who we are. Yes. And uh, anyway, listen, enjoy. And if you like it, share it. Yes, recommend please. it. Share it with a friend. Uh, until then, enjoy episode 16. What's love got to do with it? So then, you'll have to excuse us uh, for a moment, and this will be interesting to see how this goes, because <laughs> this morning, welcome to the joys of live recording, um, we have a dog who will not settle, has not been out for a morning walk yet, and... because I had a lion. He's absolutely... A lion, I tell you. ...barking awesome. at everything that walked, and everyone that barks past, walked past our, our front room window, so um, let's hope that she stays quiet. Anyway, <laughs> Hannah. Yeah, cool. So, um, it is Valentine's Day. I am going to uh, read quite a number of things this morning. Um, and I'm going to try and make some sense. Um, because it's just, hmm. it's just awesome, isn't it? God is amazing. Our relationship with him is a gift. And, and he's everything. what better way, yeah, of... Um, just celebrating today, um, being Valentine's Day, than with a reminder about who he is in us. And this comes out of... Hang on a second. And for all you deep folk, yes, we are aware that St. Valentine's Day is not in the Bible. No. And we're, we're absolutely aware of all... But just just like with Christmas, really, it's the, it's the message that's kind of behind the day. This is a great opportunity for us to celebrate... A day, not really Saint Valentine or Saint, Saint Valentino. Is I have that no idea. Was? Anyway, but actually, this whole area of love and how it guides us, how it shapes us, how it how it guides and directs our lives, and so that's why we're looking at this today. Cool. So you can tell I'm I'm engaged because I'm leaning forward. This means I'm excited about what I'm about to share. Um, so <laughs> this comes out of a conversation that we were having together as ladies earlier on in the week. And one of our ladies had a chance to um, just be the love of God to somebody else in the workplace that she's in. And we were talking around the fact that we are not 
where we are by accident. So some of us are teachers, some of us are healthcare professionals, some of us are mums raising kids at home, uh, some of us work in offices and for the council, for the government, for the unis. And where you are is not a mistake. Mm. Um, and wherever you are, you and I carry the good news of the gospel of Christ with us. And never have I felt that more keenly than out of our conversation on Tuesday. Um, because this wonderful woman was just sharing a bit about her own her own faith. Um, and it changed the life of the person that she was she was talking with. Um, and it, it brought me to this, the fact that um, we are, our commission, and we're going to read, we're going to read about that today, is to mirror Christ. Mm. And the Mirror Bible talks about that in a really gorgeous way. And in mirroring Christ, we reflect back to people what God thinks of them. And what God thinks of them is extravagant love. So we are not saying to people, you've been left out. We're saying, wake up to who you really are. Mm. And it was that whole thing about awakening and the fact that um, even in my Christian walk, I don't know about you, um, I have had a revelation of the love of God, which has unfolded. It's like watching a flower unfold in the light of the sun, in the warmth of the sun. Um, And that sense of God's love for me over the last however long I've been a Christian what is it now just for the just for the gentlemen who are watching us today when Hannah gave that example about the flowers unraveling the (laughs) revelation of the love of God that I had um that's been unfolding is like watching the mighty league united under Bielsa (laughs) flow beautifully from the back through that interchangeable back four out wide into the middle (laughs) man for man marking runners from deep overloading on the (gasps) flanks for Patrick Bamford to score I think you understand what I'm saying carry on Anyway, the love of God, that revelation of his love for me has unfolded Mm. over the years. 39 years I've been a Christian. Um, That's an interesting phrase in itself. But anyway, that's that's the the journey of of God's goodness to me. And so I want to read some some scripture today and hopefully this is all going to start to hang together for us. So first of all, I'll start in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 33. And I absolutely love this. It says, and this is from the mirror, so you, mi- you might not have the mirror. It might be difficult to follow in, 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 in more traditional translations. So just listen, and the beauty of this is you can pause and rewind if you miss something. Yeah, but absolutely. Just listen to the heart of what, what's about to be read. And this comes from someone who has translated um, or is translating in the process. It's not finished yet. It's a translation of the Bible, which is going back to the original languages and really unpacking those again. Mm. Um, so... First uh, Corinthians ten and thirty three says, "I am so persuaded about every person's inclusion in Christ that I desire to be everything I need to be in order to win everyone's understanding of their union with Christ. My mission is to be exactly whatever is required of me in every possible situation, to awaken every kind of person, whoever they are, to their own salvation. I have no other agenda." And this is how we do it. In 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1, it says, mirror me. So this is Paul's um, uh, desire. It's his encouragement. Mirror me as I mirror Christ. And then he says the same thing. It's in Ephesians. In Ephesians 5 and 1, mirror God, you are his offspring. So typically, I know that we are, as a as a church, 
one of the things I love about us is our ability and I think our increasing freedom to just passionately be whoever we are set free in the love of God just to embrace who he's made us and not to be clones of one another not to fit a specific mold or shape um but in in all that incredible tremendous diversity the key, the central thread running through each of us is to mirror Christ and to mirror God and what I love about that is if I maybe yeah jump in to yeah interrupt and jump Absolutely in Absolutely interrupt. is that I think sometimes as churches we've got this we've taken this the wrong way so when Paul says mirror me as I mirror him, um, what either consciously or subconsciously many have found themselves doing is mirroring a man, mm. mirroring a Paul or mirroring a man and woman of God because mm. it looks like it says mirror the person mm. who is mirroring God. Yeah. And that is such an old, that's, that's not what he's saying. Mm. Actually saying, look at me as I, as I mirror him. Yeah. So that actually you don't have to mirror me when you see me mirroring him. You, yeah. What will awaken for you is that you can mirror him That's right. yourself. That's right. So you don't need that human being intermediary go-between mm. because he's in each and every one of us. Anyway, that's my first interruption. Yeah, Thank so you. then it, that's what it says in Ephesians 5.1. Mirror God. Mirror God. There's, you and I reflect God and it's not something... It's not something which is a try hard to do. It's as we increasingly know him, the net effect of that is we reflect him. Mm. So I am I am hoping that over the last 39 years of my faith walk, I've increasingly mirrored my heavenly dad as I've got to know him. And this is how I want to, this is what I really want to zero in on today because this follows that first statement, mirror God. In Ephesians 5 and 2, it says, this is how... Let the love of Christ be your life. Remember how he abandoned himself to us. His love is contagious, not reluctant, but extravagant. And that just leapt off the page to me. The fact that God's love for me is not reluctant. He does not love you reluctantly. Hmm. He loves you extravagantly. He doesn't, he doesn't love you providing that yeah absolutely if you yeah do this yeah are this become that yeah that's not what he said it's 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 a non-negotiable yeah that's absolutely right and this is what we pray you know we've we've mentioned this before in ephesians 1 i pray that your thoughts will be flooded with light and inspired insight that you will clearly picture his intent in identifying you in him so that you may know how precious you are to him what God possesses in your redeemed innocence is his treasure and the glorious trophy of his inheritance. You are God's portion. You are the sum total of his assets and the measure of his wealth. I pray that you will be overwhelmed with an understanding of the magnitude of his power in the finished work of Christ. So, we are praying today that as we share these things and as they as they fall into your heart and as your mind meditates them during the week, that you will start to grasp that extravagant love of God for you. And in doing so, as that explodes in your heart, you start to mirror him to everybody else. As Paul was talking to the Corinthians about being able to win everyone, being able to become whatever we need to be to every man we come into contact, wherever we work, play, teach, wherever we're educated, in order that we might win some. Hmm. We are 
we are called to embrace. That's our that's our mission and our commission. You know, we, it talks further on. It's um, first. Is it First Corinthians five and twenty that talks about the fact that we are ambassadors Second. of Second Corinthians five and twenty? So. We're ambassadors of of Christ. But the the way that we do that is to reflect Him, and the thing that we reflect is His love for us. Mm. So you and I are included today, and given that we are talking about love, there is no better place to be than First Corinthians thirteen. This is. I'm glad we're reading this because it's probably about, it's probably a good four weeks since we've mentioned this. To this is almost like one of the go-to. It is absolutely, and you might be thinking, why are you banging on about this? You know, why why are we not moving on from the love of God for us, our love for Him, what Jesus did, and who we are? Identity. Well, yeah, the thing is, this is a game changer. This is the the. If there's no love. None of none of this would exist. We wouldn't be. There'd be no creation. There'd be no relationship. Because out of God's love for... Out of God's love, God is love, came everything else. And so when we start to understand that God doesn't love us reluctantly, he loves us extravagantly. I love that. It's, it's waking up to the fact that actually these things that Hannah's talking about this morning, in essence, that's it. It is. It's that, it. And actually historically particularly i always talk about churches in the west but it, it's true we've made yeah it something else yeah and we've made it um we've made it the things that we do the yeah the the schedules that we keep the running orders that we have the 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 ways the, that we try and please him the ministries that we start yeah. and, and 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 all these things thinking that that's what pleases him and even tag on some scriptures on there without faith it's impossible to please god and all that kind of thing but actually we've we've spent so and i look back on my life and i think we've spent so often many years and years and years we've been busy doing when actually at the heart of everything that we're sharing here is saying, listen, stop doing, start being. That's it. And that's it. Being that's is it. intimate. Being is relational. Yeah. Being is identity. Absolutely. Doing is striving. Yeah. Doing is aspiring. And, yeah. and there's no rest in those things because when you think you arrive, there's always further to go. And yeah. like when you were a kid on a long journey, are we nearly there yet? Yeah, yeah, just round the corner. You yeah. get round the corner, there's another corner. And th- yeah. this is the essence of our salvation, which is just tremendous. Anyway, interruption. And all those other things, if you're feeling a bit nervous about that, all those other things that Mark's described as being perhaps the trappings of our faith experience, stuff starts to naturally flow when you know you're loved. Mm. So out of that love, out of the person that you are, will come the expression of that to people who surround you and you will start to be the doing, be the love in action. Um because of the compassion that you have for whoever that is so those things that we do they're not wrong they don't it's not that they hold no value in themselves but if they don't come from a heart of love all they are is a clanging gong and a crashing symbol it's a bit like i remember as a teenager i used to go out on the evangelism team and we used to knock on doors i mean imagine that you can't do it nowadays knocking on complete in the in the yeah. realm of GDPR and yeah. all that kind of stuff, but knocking on strangers' doors, people that you've never met, telling them that their life is wrong and that they need to change, and you've yeah. never met them before, and then we wondered why they slammed doors in our face. Yeah. We call that oppression from the enemy. Absolute garbage. Contrast that with 
where God has placed us all yeah. and relationship and knowing people and Christ flowing from within it, the God yeah. in us flowing through us That's and right. people seeing our lives and, 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 and the difference between reaching people that mm. way as opposed to the way historically. Yeah. And anyway, sorry, I'm rambling. No, 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 you're not rambling. It's really good. So this is, this is love and it touches on some of those things, which again, you know, sorry for boring you, but just love it it's the kernel of everything we are so it says um i'm just going to read from first uh, corinthians 13 and verse 1 because it's worth it speaking in tongues is not the point oh my goodness that's sorry that was in parenthesis the oh my goodness love is now i'm not saying we are not saying don't speak in tongues Nuh-uh. what we're saying it's is let but... it flow from your absolute hunger and thirst and desire to know and communicate with your mm. heavenly dad as opposed to having a time in your schedule to speak in tongues because and i've got to be honest a lot of what we call speaking in tongues is just noise mm. just noise to impress the brethren yeah so anyway, anyway let's leave that let's leave that. it's neither angelic eloquence nor the mastery of human languages that persuades it doesn't matter how poetic prophetic or profound i may sound my conversation is reduced to the hollow noise of a clanging brass cymbal if love's echo is absent. Mm. And I am, I am, oh, it's my heart's desire that through all our ramblings over the many months that we've been rambling like this, that actually what you are starting to, what's starting to resonate with you is love's echo. I could get all poetic about that. I could predict the future in detail and I have a word of knowledge for everyone. I could possess amazing faith and prove it by moving mountains. It doesn't make me any more important than anyone else. So little mister or little miss insignificant, or if that's how you're feeling today, you are just as essential, just as loved, just as embraced, just as significant as the as the husband or wife sitting with you today or as the father or mother who raised you there's no such thing as an insignificant individual love is who you are you are not defined by your gifts or your deeds so take the pressure off Hmm. 13 and 3 love is not about defending a point of view I mean, that's interesting to me in this whole thing about us mirroring Uh, God, mirroring um, Paul as he mirrors Christ and his his whole thing that we started, mm. where we started with in terms of um, being an ambassador and becoming all things to all men. Love is not about defending a point of view. And actually, sorry, um, if you've been watching the news this week and, and, you know, there are there's there's been news of. you know, people who are, um, who are, have been, we call it apologetics, you know, defending the faith. And the scripture does say, you know, give it, always be ready yeah, to, to give, give a, a reason, reason for the, the hope, hope that you, you profess. profess. But then sometimes if, if our lives don't match up with the theory, uh, oh, it's not theory, it's reality, but with the, you understand what I'm saying, with the doctrinal truths, nobody's going to want to listen to what we've got to say because they'll think you've got knowledge but you've got no love because if you had love how could you treat people that way Mm. and sometimes we're so impressed with what we hear yeah we pay no attention to what we really should be listening to yeah in here because it's our lives that speak yeah so don't get caught up in defending a viewpoint 
about this or about that and that's right and that's wrong mm. actually let your life speak because mm. when your life speaks it then opens the door for the rest of you to be able to communicate and yeah. so yeah, i love yeah. that just, just don't waste time defending a point yeah i suppose that's these are little cues aren't they next time we're in conversation with somebody um who's not awake to the love of god for them yet if you feel inclined to argue your faith you know differently or more stronger or whatever than theirs yeah shut your mouth yeah mm. perhaps just swallow your words for a minute and um no shut your mouth okay all, all right. right just <laughs> don't defend a point of view because all it's going to do is antagonize yeah you can be right and lose uh, yeah exactly let's carry on even if i'm prepared to give everything i have and die a martyr's death love does not have to prove itself by acts of supreme devotion or self-sacrifice and i think we have um hmm. i i won't say too much about this but i think i think for many of us we've been there in our christian heritage of endeavoring to prove to god and to ourselves and to everybody watching on that we love him by acts of supreme sacrifice mm. now i don't know anybody who's died for their faith personally i know people do but you don't ha you don't have anything to prove and what i love about that is um love does not have to prove itself by acts of supreme devotion or self-sacrifice why is that the case because perfect love already did that yeah that's right jesus already did that yes, so did. that you and i don't have to doesn't mean that we become selfish doesn't mean that we become mm. self-absorbed but perfect love that never fails already yeah paid the ultimate price absolutely for you yeah absolutely Love is large in being passionate about life and relentlessly patient in bearing the offences and injuries of others with kindness. Isn't that awesome? Wouldn't that be great if people were flocking to our friendship because what they could see in us was being passionate about life. And some, some of you, all of us in various ways are passionate about life, just like Mark is passionate about LUFC. But it brings other people. Isn't that, that's the, that is it. When you are passionate about something, it brings other people mm. around you of an equal passion. And so when you are passionately um, in love with living, you mm. will draw other people to you who desire what you have. And at that moment, that's your, they're asking the question, what is it that's different about you? And you're, and then we have an entry to say, look, God loves me and you're not on the outside looking in. Mm. You are on the inside of his love for you. It's just awesome. Love is completely content and strives for nothing. Love has no desire to make others feel inferior and has no need to sing its own praises. And again, I just want to take a moment to look at that in the light of what we've called evangelism historically mm. or soul winning or, you know, whatever in our own endeavours or, or collectively. I think often we have inadvertently made people feel inferior mm. to our faith and that's not the heart of god for anybody we're not going to win win people over by making them feel inferior we win them by embracing them mm. so yeah let's just let's communicate the love of god as inclusive not exclusive hmm. love is predictable and does not behave out of character love is not ambitious love is not spiteful and gets no mileage out of another's mistakes. It bears no record of wrongs. 
Love sees no joy in injustice. Love's delight is in everything that truth celebrates. Love is a fortress where everyone feels protected rather than exposed. Again, that was one of those verses which I felt like it just, um, it resonated with me that if I say, I love my husband, I love my family, I love my community, carry on turning phone off, um, then my love for them provides a fortress where they feel protected. I don't ever seek to expose anybody. I don't ever seek to um, make fun of them or make them mm. feel like the odd one out. I don't ever seek to um, make them feel rejected. Love, the love that we know through God and that we then emit because it just can't help but seep out is like a fortress. and. My increasing challenge is um, that love is not, um, it's not exclusive, mm. okay? So my, my love fortress protects everybody I come into contact with. I'm not going to embarrass my own family, my kids. I'm not going to make somebody else, perhaps that I disagree with, feel embarrassed i'm not going to hang them out to dry because love is the fortress of their protection mm. so again it changes the way in which we communicate the gospel that we say that we know love's persuasion is persistent love believes love never loses hope mm. and always remains constant in contradiction love never loses altitude Prophecies will cease and tongues will pause. The quest for knowledge will be inappropriate when perfection is grasped. What we perceived in prophetic glimpses is now concluded in completeness. Hmm. Love is. So today, Valentine's Day, the day of, you know, loving intention and loving demonstration. I want you to know this. And also at 4.30, Leeds versus Arsenal. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Valentine's. I want you to remember, we want you to remember that God loves you not reluctantly, but extravagantly. So I want you to, we haven't done this for a while. I want you to speak the truth about yourself. So say this with me. My God. My God. Does not love me. Does not love me. Reluctantly. Reluctantly. He loves me. He loves me. Extravagantly. Extravagantly. He includes me. He includes me. He hopes in me. Hopes in me. Delights in me. He delights he in me. He cherishes me. He cherishes me. He champions me. Champions me. His love, His love is my fortress. Is my fortress. And my firm foundation. And my firm foundation. I am not excluded. I'm not excluded. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.